0: Hello, hello, hello and happy holidays. Hope everyone enjoyed a wonderful Christmas if you were celebrating as well as just a general good time off. I, I know we're not taking any off, Kyle. It's good to see you. We're your hosts. I'm Herwig. This is Kyle, my my co-host. We're the Security Token Show. Hope
1: everyone's doing well. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Despite the end of year festivities that doesn't stop the news from breaking through the markets, we have one of the biggest news weeks that we've had in the last couple of months, and it's the end of the year, so we're not stopping here. Herwig, I cannot wait to dive in. Love, love your your Christmas sweater, there, Kyle. <laughs> of course,
0: right? Looking good, looking good. Well, with that, let's get into the show. And this week we have, per usual, wouldn't have it any other way, joining us, Jason Barraza. How are you, buddy?
2: Doing great. Good morning. Excited to see another great week of news, as you guys uh, just told everyone. So I'm excited to get dive in, guys. There's a lot to cover.
0: There is a lot to cover. So I'm going to start out with a rundown of the announcements. Feel free to chime in if you see anything cool. I think the first one... Is actually really cool smp global has uh announced a rating system for stable coins okay so very important i think actually for the industry to understand okay what are the risks of using stable coins and smp global they got the they got the the track record to back themselves up to say oh they're gonna do this uh, a good job they rate it from one to five uh, and they first assess the quality risks including the credit, the market value, and the custody risks associated. Then they analyze what degree of over collateralization, if any, as well as their requirements and liquidation mechanisms that may mitigate these risks. And then they consider five additional areas, governance, legal, uh, and regulatory framework, redeemability, and the liquidity, technology, and third party dependencies. And of course, taking to account the track record of the folks behind the issuer. So Nick, our producer, if you could pop up here, they rated eight uh, stable coins here. Uh, very interesting data. I think I trust it because they they definitely say Tether is on the weaker side at a four. Uh, and I know Kyle and I, we've, we've talked about some of the criticisms around Tether before. You even see some ones that they consider weak. So it sounds like True USD and Frax, which I've never even heard of. Sounds like you maybe want to stay away, uh, as well as some of the stronger ones like Pax, Gemini, and USD. Conveniently, nobody placing a first place score. Mm. Uh, really, that looks like some kind of central bank currency, or maybe if they rated JPM Coin, maybe that would also have a run for their money, given their sort of you know permissioned uh, system that they've built around it. So. Very cool stuff coming out of SMP. Keep up the good work with that. Next, we also saw an announcement out of India, Gujarat's Gift City, if you haven't heard of this. The Times of India, they're reporting that they are India's positioning Gift City to be a competitor with Singapore and Dubai. So a spokesperson for the Gift City Regulator, that's the IFSCA, they said that the first tokenized asset class would be real estate, but there's also plans for our aircrafts and ships. Uh, And they say, quote unquote, this will enable more foreign investors to fund development and other projects here. Uh, And the real estate firm behind it is called Collated, and they've created a separate blockchain fintech called Terrazzo uh, to tokenize assets on the Polygon blockchain. So Terrazzo says it's part of the Gift City sandbox and it plans to provide a marketplace in the future. Cool stuff, Gift City. Welcome to the game uh, with your, your tokenized offerings. We also saw an announcement from Centrifuge. Uh, They're saying they're letting users now support um, more chains to connect directly to the app to make investments. We're specifically talking about Base from Coinbase, Arbitrum, and Celo alongside their Ethereum uh, framework that they've already set up. Uh, And it's that simple. You basically say there's no need. They say there's no need to bridge over any tokens to your web wallet. You know, you just choose a network, plug in, you know, connect with your wallet. And then Century Future's multi-chain strategy allows users on one chain to originate assets and on multiple chains to source liquidity so this will be very cool coming soon they also plan a centrifuge prime dashboard to offer even more insights to movements and DAOs who are are leveraging centrifuge and they say that they uh you know after they got their proposal approved with off uh that for q1 of 2024 they plan to onboard their first million uh for for centrifuge assets to off so very cool update there and my last announcement that i have or no, second to last announcement that I have is actually on the same th- trend here. Ondo Finance they have expanded to Solana, which has been on a tear lately. So they are now expanding their U.S. Treasury backed tokens to the Solana, as well as uh, the DeFi protocols Orca and Radium. Uh, and Solana is the first, you know, layer one network after Ethereum that Ondo uh, has chosen to to bring their yield. You know, generating stablecoin USDY as well as their tokenized version of BlackRock's short-term treasury bond, uh named OUSG. So Big win for the Solana community here, getting on to expand to them. And then last but not least, I got Thailand's Kasikorn Bank. That's actually the country's second largest bank. And they're planning to support tokenized securities or crypto token issuance. So the bank acquired actually Satong, a cryptocurrency exchange in October. And they say, quote unquote, we're serious about developing a digital asset ecosystem that will be very cost efficient compared to existing traditional platforms. And he said that companies will pay yield on those tokens. And the bank also has a blockchain division to provide digital asset custody. Uh, so, Lots of news from all around the world. Uh, the market moving forward, launching more solutions, launching infrastructure support with the rating support. What, what do you guys think about any of this?
1: It's all exciting stuff, man. I I really like the S&P rating structure, I think that we're likely going to see this more and more because this is an expansion upon the Forex industry, which is highly volatile. There's a ton of volume and a lot of interest in that market because of how I think quickly those assets can change relative to their value and price, but yet they still hold strong value. But we're expanding this because not only now do you compare the USD, the JPY, or Euro or something like that. Now you also have to compare the actual issuer of that underlying currency as well. We're gonna need these types of rating solutions to prevent things that have happened in the past around algorithmic stable coins, understanding those risks, and then potentially applying those risks factors on top of it. Great to see traditional infrastructure applying those same mechanics to these new markets.
2: Yep, absolutely. I mean, they they bring the ethos from their past rating business, so it makes total sense for them to you know jump into the Web3 world as well. Um, and also, I just like to mention it's it's really interesting to see, obviously, the developments worldwide uh, with you know tokenization, just as you mentioned with Thailand. Um, but it, really interesting to see Solana jump back into the mix. I haven't heard their name pop up uh, in the most recent of uh, news. So good to see that people are choosing to you know tokenize and put some RWAs on. Solana as well.
1: Solana has been hot over the last couple of months, that's for sure.
2: Yep, yep. And let's uh, move on to regulation and licenses, guys. Uh, Another couple of articles coming out this week. Uh, We have Prometheum, which earned basically their final approval here to be fully compliant with crypto. So they're a special purpose broker dealer um, licensed under the SEC and FINRA to be able to clear and settle digital uh, assets and securities, right? So... Uh, what the Kaplan brothers are essentially going for here is to service the life cycle of a digital asset front to back, um, you know, end to end here. Um, and so some future plans coming up for early this coming year, 2024, they're going to be uh, offering those custody services for asset managers, hedge funds, financial institutions in the first quarter. And then Q2, we can expect them to start trading and clearing, available, um, making that available to clients um, starting with the institutional and then moving on to retail. Um, Something interesting here, guys, is that, you know, and we read this in an article, is the fact that they haven't really been active, right, Uh, up until what plans to be active early next year. So there's no way of knowing if the SEC really is on board with this or if they're, you know, kind of playing uh, tag here and then they'll come knocking later on. So until they are operational and they are actively trading, uh, we just won't know. So one way to find out. And then, of course, another uh, development in the UK this time uh, is that their digital security sandbox is launching on January 8th. So the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, um, and the Bank of England will be able to operate what they're calling the digital securities sandbox, DSS, right? And so through this, companies can be able to use modified rules if the current ones are basically a barrier to anything that they're trying to test in the uh, tokenization space. Um, as well as the regulators right it's a two-way street here so the issuers and the uh companies can you know always get some flexibility but the regulators are also able to test out their own things and make rule changes accordingly so i'm a huge fan of sandboxes guys i think that's the only way to get things right is to test them out get your hands dirty um and so props to the uk for getting this on board
0: I love the the DSS and uh, what the UK is doing. I think it's going to attract a lot of innovation. It's going to uh, accelerate the adoption cycle uh, for the UK's tokenization plan. So absolutely love it. And, you know, knock on whatever you want on Pr- Prometheum and their approach to trading crypto. I do know they have plans to expand beyond to, you know, all other tokenized products. So regardless of, of you know, how much they're able to get done with uh, getting their crypto side live, I do look forward to them also launching, uh, you know, other tokenized uh, RWAs or securities in their products. So that's
1: good stuff to see. Just another regulated player come to the market. Absolutely right. No, and just to echo Jason's point before we move on to the the next segment here, you know, we we've talked quite a bit about the European jurisdiction coming out with with additional regulation, not only frameworks in terms of how these things should be done, but certainly some restrictions around things that that shouldn't happen. But I think that with productive regulation comes these types of sandboxes. I mean, this is a great complement to launching frameworks because it does allow those frameworks to actually be battle tested. I think sometimes if you come out with too much regulation without a lot of platforms to be able to work through some of this stuff, you also could have a little bit of an impasse where it stifles the innovation itself. Whereas that's not really what we see going on here. They're trying to encourage the innovation just within the boundaries of what seems feasible. So I really think that that's that's an exciting process. And gentlemen, moving into our next segment, we have some partnership announcements that I just wanted to cover. First off, DigiShares. But they have an announcement. They've got news coming out every week. And DigiShares this time has integrated with the Polymesh blockchain for their real estate tokenization so they are using Polymesh, just like a bunch of other different blockchains that they support through their platform. But this partnership was funded through Polymesh's ecosystem development fund, which is presumably an adoption fund launched by Polymesh. And so the, again, the support here is really for that real estate tokenization in particular. We've covered that uh, even across the show already, it continues to be a driving retail use case This integration is focused around minting these assets, but then managing that KYC and all of the regulation components on chain. But DigiShares is is a very technically focused and and comfortable firm. So they're actually offering dividend payouts on chain, atomic swaps and peer-to-peer trading. So they're doing some additional more DeFi complexity that you wouldn't traditionally see in in a regular broker. Um, And so DigiShares is a tech platform providing a lot of these services on behalf of their clients so great to see Digishares continuing to expand because we see multi chain assets as likely the future of investment securities in the number two we've got daiwa securities based in japan they are working with mufg's Progmat platform to launch tokenized bonds using r3's corda blockchain and so daiwa securities is working with those two companies they're doing bond issuance and R3's Corda, we've seen some institutional adoption from the past, but they've been a little bit more quiet as of recently. So nice to see them landing a client here in Daiwa Securities. The goal here is for bond marketing and automating that pre-marketing process for the issuance itself to, I guess, capture other bond underwriters and, and distribution mechanisms. So Pragmat, as we may have talked about before, is founded by MUFG. And they're a platform that's specifically onboarding all different types of clients to launch tokenized services. And Daiwa has come out and said that they're goal is to trial bond issuances on public blockchains as opposed to just the institutional blockchain itself which i thought was pretty interesting in particular we've seen you know r3 quarter being some of those more private networks we've seen all kinds of ones through onyx and and many of gs dap and many of these more institutional networks the canton network for example dowel securities open to working with public blockchains And finally, gentlemen, the last article that I have here before we open it up to a more interesting discussion, I want to hear what you guys think are the most impactful ones and anybody listening, leave comments, let us know what you think are the fascinating articles here or anything we missed to cover on the show. But to wrap up my segment here in the token debrief, we've got MasterCard partnering with further ventures. The goal here is to accelerate the generation of payments and on-chain infrastructure in addition to asset management systems. So, Further Ventures has partnered with MasterCard and the goal here is to expand their development into the UAE and the MENA region, the Middle East and Northern Africa region, which we've seen a ton of development, adoption, capital flow, as well as innovation coming from that market due to more, I guess, flexible regulatory environments. This partnership specifically focuses on accelerating payment and asset management infrastructure where MasterCard and Further Ventures have a goal to integrate 50 million small market companies into the digital economy by 2025. So, 50 million vendors and payment platforms and small to medium companies into their digital economy by 2025 is an ambitious goal. Further Ventures actually is a $200 million fund backed by ADQ in supporting startups in this financial infrastructure. So hopefully they're going to continue to deploy into a lot of these smaller systems, as well as potentially subsidizing a lot of those costs and services to make that happen. And as we said, the goal here is to expand the Middle East and Northern Africa's startup ecosystem and financial prowess. So, guys, we're seeing a lot of development from around the world, whether it's Asia, MENA or here inside the U.S., what do you guys think? What what captured most of your attention here?
2: I'm a fan of the uh, UAE area and everything that's going on there. I think so that, you know, we saw the Abu Dhabi exchange right, you know, get some approvals going and they're diving into Web3, so that's great. We've seen uh, tokenized real estate happening, four billion dollars of it from Red Swan, and now this yeah. news with Mastercard, really, really exciting. Um, and, you know, just from past interviews that we've done, we've learned that there's like a pipeline of a bunch of developments happening, I think $1.4 trillion in that region alone. So, you know, with that, anything real estate related, or in this case, payments as well, um, is all based on economic value. So as long as that's growing, uh, presumably these businesses will. well. And so the MSMEs that they're targeting here with MasterCard will be able to process more. So great news all around. Makes total sense.
0: Fifty million businesses would be sweet. Uh, that, that's for sure. That just goes to show you the sheer size of potential, also of tokenization, when we have literally millions and millions and millions of tokenized products all around the world, all kinds of different asset classes. Uh, love to see Japan just super super active. Right, uh, they are really turning it on. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue to see a lot of these integrations like we saw with DigiShares and PolyMesh, uh, especially with a lot of the chains trying to expand adoption. They're going to keep seeking, you know, other these tokenization providers that are really some of the gatekeepers or some of the channels that that lead to tokenization. Uh, and like you said, Kyle, I think the future is, of course, multi-chain. So it's going to come down to, you know, these blockchains also creating powerful uh, value adds, whether it's DEXs or other financial services or other tools that they bring to the table that that separate them. That's going to be what I think gets issuers to want to leverage them. So uh, very cool to see. Uh, we're going to end the token debrief here on some research that came out. We always love our research. Uh, starting off with JP Morgan and Bain, a huge announcement saying that they they actually came out with a great white paper Uh, You can go download it for free. I highly recommend you go check it out. Um, But basically, some of the big key takeaways is that they're saying that there is essentially a $400 billion opportunity in the alternative fund tokenization space. So actually, last year in November, Bain did a study with 418 high net worth to ultra high net worth individuals and found that 53% of them uh, with 5 million or more in assets plan to raise their alternatives allocation over the next three years. So that's setting the stage that we're going to see a jump into uh, a lot more, uh, ultra high net worth, or even just general high net worths, getting access to these products. Like we saw with KKR, like we saw with Hamilton lane on Securitize and Providence and others. But also, interestingly, um, they they say that, you know, the complexity of the current financial market limits the distribution to approximately one hundred and fifty trillion in individual investors as a segment for alternatives. Uh, So, of course. You know, tokenization is the answer and they describe of of all the ways uh, that they've been developing and what we've covered on the show ways that, you know, tokenization makes it easier for alternatives to become accessible, to de-risk them with liquidity, to make them easier to manage on chain. Uh, to manage the security and the issuance and the just efficiency, it's all in that white paper. Highly recommend you go check it out. Next, we also saw Global X, you know, a major ETF issuer. They basically went out and said that um, tokenization is spurring a new wave of blockchain experimentation, specifically uh, acknowledging the very big rise of credit, uh, private credit and T-bills leading the way. Uh, and that they predict, uh, you know, part of their research that the market for tokenized bonds, which is around a billion dollars today, by the end of the decade, 2030 will be over a trillion. Um, I actually think it's going to be way more than that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, good for them for putting in the research. We'll, we'll, we'll release our own in the new year. Uh, but that's, you know, again, more proof in the pudding. That uh, major financial institutions are saying all day long, every single use case tokenization is the answer. And that's what we're going to end on, which is Franklin Templeton research coming out saying that basically new pilots uh, from all these different providers and these banks and these tokenization platforms are seeking to re-architect the industry's 50 year old financial market infrastructure. So this is what we've been saying uh, for a long time. We're, we're on legacy systems, folks. The, 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 you know Now you've got a trillion dollar asset manager acknowledging that we are sitting on 50 year old technology. Um, this came really only as a result of the great paper crisis. I think it's so crazy guys that it was not more than 50, 60 years ago that the great paper crisis happened slowing down all of wall street forcing a change into this new infrastructure that led to swift as well as to to the nasdaq and many other you know modern systems like the dtc and other solutions for the current markets um and you know they acknowledge that you know there have been major changes happening swift is also working on blockchain solutions with uh Such as working with Chainlink, Uh, they also acknowledge that around the world, the United States and North America are looking to move to T plus one settlement time and by May of 2024, they recognize that DTCC has already introduced blockchain equities, we saw that they acquired security as well, Uh, I I thought it was very cool. They said that a survey from City Securities Services found that 87% of respondents see central bank digital currencies being used to support shortened security settlement cycles, which is again what we've been saying layman's term you need an on chain cash leg in order to settle on chain securities instantly. That's as simple as that. Um, and last but not least, they acknowledge that tracking the developments in 2024 will determine how rapidly these experiments progress. Over the next several years, uh, by 2026, it's expected to see whether Europe officially migrates its financial market infrastructure to these new technologies. So, uh, you know, that's what we're here for. We're going to make sure to keep you in the loop as to what's happening on all these experiments and and how they're progressing. But I think it's great to see Franklin Templeton acknowledging that basically in the next two years, uh, we may see entire market infrastructures move on chain. Guys, what stuck out to you? Uh,
2: I mean, they're all great, (laughs) honestly. Um, And just to add a little bit of color on the JP Morgan one, um, you know, just last week we had a a, a webinar with them on our STA success network, precisely doing this, you know, breaking down what it means to put tokenized funds, tokenized assets, and in an interoperable ecosystem all on chain um and all why because it was focused around alternatives the fact that traditionally it's so hard to invest into alternatives to rebalance portfolios there's so many steps and through what they're doing they're really limiting this or bringing it down to a lot more simple of a process one and two because of tokenization and we've talked about this multiple times before people that are still high net worth or whatnot or even just the retail investors can get in at much smaller minimums and for those that are high net worth you know you what was the quote on this one? 50%, 53% of individual investors with 5 million or more, right? $5 million, while a significant amount is also limiting when you're talking about high minimums. If you can fractionalize that down and get really granular on your portfolio um, and what that looks like, a lot more people can get in and participate on these. So all in, JP Morgan's doing great. And then just to talk on Franklin Templeton's research and what you talked about there, her work specifically with the CBDCs being used to support you know, settlements, um, you know, just last week or two weeks ago, maybe we talked about finality and what they're doing. They just did it uh, on the, uh, doing the payment leg on DVP uh, through Sterling. And so they're looking to expand even more through all the other banks.
1: Yeah. Can we can we talk about the fact that 98 percent of the global economy is now exploring blockchain based digital versions of their currencies? Like that stat is absolutely bonkers so i think that that was definitely the thing that stuck out to me the most here is that just every country is now exploring this this is totally the as hurry has said on the show in years past the genie out of the bottle effect has absolutely and unequivocally occurred at this point there's no going back i think that that's the the biggest thing that i took away That's
0: amazing, guys. What a heck of a token debrief going on. And that's not even talking about the market. You know, it was difficult to get an interview this week, given that it was Christmas. So we're going to go ahead and move straight into the movements. Who wants to take it off this week and and talk about the latest and craziest things that are happening in the market?
2: I'm happy to jump in. Um, A few that really stuck out to me in the market movements here for this week. Um, The general theme is just, again, investors being able to take into what we just talked about, alternatives, different types of investment opportunities. And so I want to kick us off with Spirits Capital Corporation. They're launching a $35 million tier two reg A capital raise using T-Zero Securities. Um, C-Zero just recently rebranded, have a new platform going. And so really great to see Spirits, their past uh, client on the advisory side. So congratulations to them and great to see them coming full circle here. Uh, Really what they're doing is essentially uh, enabling investors to be able to capitalize on the growth in the value of premium American whiskey while it matures in a barrel. Yeah, So they're using what they're calling cask investment deeds. Essentially, what you do is you secure the barrel allocations. In this case, it would be Spirits Capital. Pack them all into deeds, uh, invest the deeds purchased, and then you essentially, sorry, yeah, you invest into those deeds and then you wait until it matures. You track that investment. Once the barrels are sold the deed holders will then see that ROI come on in. So really, really interesting to see here. Um, Really cool that's a reggae. so both non-accredited and accredited investors can participate on this offering. Um, And then moving on to the other side of the world, we have Dubai. They have a gallery showcasing Banksy and Warhol's uh, using 101.01.art, which is a tokenization platform in that region. Um, And it's very simple. You essentially go onto the website, you look at the artwork that's available, connect your wallet and you're able to uh, buy as many security tokens as you'd like. But it's really cool that they're going to be setting up a live gallery so you can actually see these in person. They already successfully completed a presale of Banksy's Turf War, uh, currently, which, uh, along with, um, by the way, Warhol's Campbell Soup and pieces of Picasso and Dali as well. So really good to see it. They have some traction going. They're going to be setting up this uh, showcase coming up soon. So definitely exciting to see that in, uh, again, the Dubai area. And then the last one I want to cover real quick, guys, is Trade Flow Capital Fund. They're issuing USDC-denominated bonds on Obligate. Obligate, we've seen multiple times, issue in the bond market here. And so this is going to be on Polygon. Um, And really the idea here is to be able to allow Trade Flow uh, Fund to achieve uh, diversification in terms of its sources of financing. And this is one of them here, a tokenized bond. Again, USDC-denominated. Um, and it also goes to show, again, obligates um, abilities as a platform, given that they're basically able to cater to whatever the issuer needs, uh, whether it's senior or junior debt. In this case, it's subordinated debt um, and again, so or a subordinated bond. Excuse me. So those are the top three I want to cover, at least in my opinion, for this week are Spirits Capital with Whiskey, Dubai uh, do, and 10101.art doing art. Hence the name. And then we have Trade Flow in terms of the bonds.
0: Bunch of cool use cases, yeah, totally, yeah, absolutely. Love to see T zero back in action. Love to see another tokenized reggae offering coming to market. I think that's a big deal, guys. What was the last one? Uh, was I believe uh, the the, uh, the our art uh, project Freeport? Um, Freeport, that's right. Yeah, and uh, Freeport, and then uh, before that, I think it was Exodus. So I think it's kind of a big deal, you know. Uh, Freeport was, you know, or I don't know when that was earlier this year. Uh, specifically but the the fact is the sec has no issues approving these reggae offerings especially if you're able to work with good partners uh like t0 coming to market again with this offering i think is just a a sign of life that a lot of people have been looking for uh and then you know i think obligates on a tear uh in terms of bringing these great issuances to market so really cool to see that and. As far as the art goes, it's always kind of a hit or miss. So I really hope the interactive experience of putting the art on display and then trying to help with with the tokenization element, hopefully uh, we see some good results for them. I'm rooting for them. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy to jump into what I thought was cool this week. Uh, I learned that, you know, figure, which I keep saying, got to put your eyes on these guys. They have now, I believe, going on a third securitization for the year, just this year alone, usually, again, all around HELOCs, home equity lines of credit, um, usually in the hundreds of millions of dollars working with very big players, sometimes even getting ratings. And now they've announced a pool of 5,406 home equity line of credit loans that roughly back $378 million in a securitization uh, in partnership uh with uh, a major group salute great uh and they're doing 378 million dollars uh in these helocs which i think is a really really big deal um and uh i think we're gonna just keep seeing figure moving on these heloc securitizations they're just again putting their money where their mouth is leading by example uh so again exciting news to see yet another i believe a third if not their second or third MDS issuance for the year uh, 2023, ending strong. Uh, then we gotta head over to Japan. Uh, as of you know, this being live, the Osaka Digital Exchange should be live itself. We, we announced last week that they would be going live on Christmas day. Uh, nice little fun gift for, for everybody that's looking to take advantage of their security token venue they call Start. Uh, and it'll start <laughs> with two digital securities. Um, It's worth mentioning that SBI's PTS, that's the proprietary trading system, SBI being a major investment bank, their PTS license being the equivalent of an ATS in the United States. Uh, They're the majority shareholders of the Osaka Digital Exchange. But it's worth mentioning that they also have SMBC, Nomura, Daiwa Securities from earlier and the CBOE worldwide as backers as well. the two products that are launching is one from Ichigo Asset Managers using Progmat's platform uh, worth about 20 million in US dollars or almost $3 billion in, in Japanese yen and also backed by another uh, 63 million uh, to make sure that it's a safe offering. And then the other offering is by Kinetics, which is uh, you know the real estate issuer that we've talked about in the past. Um, And they are doing a $24 million security um, using Boostry's iBet platform. Uh, So this is all super awesome to me. For one, I'm declaring on this show that Japan is officially open for token business. We got a live exchange. We got live offerings. We got the full lifecycle complete. And what's fascinating is we saw this completely get organized by the country's leading investment banks as opposed to issuers and upstarts, which I think is pretty cool. Um, Not to mention that you you now have a digital exchange that is supporting numerous platforms, which is not something you see every day. We see some of the ATSs supporting numerous blockchains, but we don't always see them supporting numerous tokenization. Uh, platform. So again, this is just a great example of how to do it right. Congratulations to the ODX for going live. I assume it's live. We did film this before the 25th. uh, So I'm hoping that everything went smoothly for them. And last but not least, I also want to talk about the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. Uh, They previously said that they were working on a a second digital green bond, which we talked about last week. Uh, And the Bank of China in Hong Kong, Credit Agricoles. Uh, Goldman Sachs, HSBC, and UBS will all be participating. So that's five major banks that are all part of this working group uh, to explore multi a multi-series fixed rate set of digital bonds, bringing, continuing to bring these proof of concepts to market. It is worth also noting that at least four of the five banks have their own DLT platforms that could be used as a record of issuance. So I wonder if they're all going to end up you know using their own or if they're all kind of rude for it or if they're looking for cross collaboration it is worth mentioning that the hkma used goldman sachs's gsdap platform for the first green digital bond and according to an unnamed source uh, from bloomberg It'll be HSBC's Orion blockchain platform for this second one. But hopefully we'll continue to see more and more being used by the different participating bank. And as we end this year, I just want to give a huge shout out to Ledger Insights. You guys do incredible reporting. You guys bring a lot of this information together. So it makes our job a little easier to organize all the different things. But you guys, you guys go above and beyond my own diligence and making sure your articles are value add. So good stuff all around. But really cool to see all of this activity happening right here at the end of the year uh, for the tokenization space. Right, guys?
1: Yeah, I feel like we could talk about this news for hours. But for the sake of brevity here on the show, I'm going to give my final two articles here and we can kind of wrap up our final thoughts and, and give Jason the opportunity to, to share what he thinks is Love the most that. valuable. But, but we had two more things. We had Sumitomo Life, who's investing in the tokenized Blackstone Real Estate Fund. So this is a a fund that was created by a company called Digital Securities based in Japan. And Digital Securities took this real estate issuance and is targeting retail investors. Blackstone is involved in focusing on qualified institutional investors that they're trying to capture for the fund where the tokens are underpinning a trust structure and so Digital Securities is utilizing that ownership, the ownership tokenization platform. So ownership here is the name of the tokenization platform. So Digital Securities, the company is utilizing ownership, the tokenization platform for issuance, custody, sale, and secondary distribution. I'm
0: sure that sounds better in Japanese, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: definitely is a, a Jap- Japan-based company, so I'm sure it, it definitely sticks out a bit more there. but. Just like we talked about earlier in the show this tokenization process is actually part of the japan security token sandbox so they have a regulatory sandbox there working to help digitize and simplify the transfer of lp and partnership interest and shares so another sandbox in another jurisdiction that is creating new and innovative infrastructure that allows it to happen in a way that everyone can see how it's going and everybody can trial and error without you know, direct fear of, of of maybe being non-compliant. So, this is pretty cool to see a tokenized fund. They're working with Black Blackstone, and uh, and they have the the blessing of the government through the regulatory sandbox. And finally, gentlemen, the last piece of news we have here on the show is Bitfinex Securities announced a 5.2 million dollar tokenized bond on the Liquid Network. Reminder: Liquid is. The, uh, the Bitcoin blockchain's layer two solutions. So we've seen a bunch of layer twos like Polygon and Optimism on Ethereum. Liquid is a layer two network on the Bitcoin blockchain. Layer two basically just allowing for a more scalable, cheaper, faster transactional process that happens slightly off of the, the main blockchain. And so they raised 5 million or they're raising, excuse me, five million in Tether USDT. The the bond is in collaboration with Micro M I K R O Capital, the capital with a K, Micro Capital, and is denominated in those those USDT Tether dollars. As I mentioned, the the structure here is a 36 month note with a 10% coupon. The goal here again is to launch tokenized debt offerings that kind of bridge that gap between traditional finance crypto, and the securities world. And that's pretty much it, guys. They're launching a $5.2 million bond. They're looking forward to bringing it to market. We've seen Bitfinex bring tokens to market as they are a listing platform for the Blockstream Mining Note, among other tokenized securities. Now they're getting into the bond game. So a lot
0: of speculation around Bitcoin you know, going to the moon next year. Um, and I wonder how much these platforms like Bitfinex and Liquid uh, are going to start to take it, take benefit from that as we see some spillover and people saying, you know what, you know this is pretty cool. I like the fact that this supports the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, but that we are able to to start to kind of tap into these, you know, new tokenization solutions on on chain for, for Bitcoin. So I think that's really cool to see. Uh, especially, I think we're, you know, I think this liquid's also being used for um, the volcano bonds that we talked about, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, guys, just what a what a crazy what a crazy Christmas week! You know, again, this segment is not investment advice of any kind, but you know, it's great to be able to cover all of these different offerings that are happening and what's happening in the space. Uh, and hopefully, more people you know, are learning from it, from us, to to get into them because that's going to be the the name of the game next year, right? Is you know, as people as the technology and infrastructure has come into place to make it easy to. Raise money as well as trade security tokens. They now need to actually go and get demand. They need to get offerings filled. They need to see trading volume for this space to take off. But uh, wow, the market is doing a great job of putting out. I think what what I would consider from a lot of these uh, announcements we just made, very high quality grade. You know, opportunities. They sound like they're working with great sponsors. You know, they're they're tapping into all kinds of different asset class use cases uh, and investment instruments. So uh, whether you like it or not, the the capital markets are moving on chain, everyone.
1: Absolutely right. Jason, any other thoughts before we wrap up this segment?
2: You guys are absolutely right. Lots of great news, obviously, that you guys just covered. um, You know, too much to give extra commentary on all of them. But something I did notice, Daiwa Securities is double dipping this uh, week on the news here because in the token debrief, we just talked about they were partners with MEFG's Progmat, right they're yep. tokenizing bonds on Ar Dakota but they're also backers of Osaka Digital mm. uh, which we just talked about in market movements here so How about that to Dawa securities here but just in general as we mentioned you know the sandbox in Japan, the sandbox in the UK I'm a huge proponent again like I said earlier of all this going on so that people can get their hands on um, on this tech and just move the market forward um, and you know kind of learn trial and trial and error here. so this is good. Love it. Um, And that's all for me, guys. Happy holidays, everyone. I think there's one more segment, though.
0: There is one more segment. You know, you can't pick Daiwa Securities as your company of the week because that's colonized choice. So let's see if they made the cut. Kyle, another insane week, and I gotta say, I love it. You know, it's a lot more work, obviously, but it's just—it's the industry coming alive, moving. We're excited for even more of it. But it makes our job very difficult. This may be the last time of the year. We'll see if we can get it next week. So this may be the yeah. last time of the year that I believe uh, we're, we're able to submit some nominations, Kyle. So wow. with that, uh, you know, for potential running of Company of the Year, which, of course, we will decide in 2024, who is your submission this week for Company of the Week? I appreciate
1: you setting the stage because the stakes are very high here. Oh, yeah. To win company of the year, you have to have one company of the week, and so this may be the final nomination. Jason threw out potentially his hat of his pick for this week, but unfortunately, that's not mine. But my company, my winner, is in the similar region it is the Osaka Digital Exchange ODX has officially received regulatory approval. They're working with SDX and some other large institutions to start trading digital securities. It's a Christmas miracle. They're starting on December 25th for trading of digital securities on Christmas Day. Their security token platform is called Start, S-T-A-R-T. It looks like that's in all caps. So maybe that is an acronym. Maybe that's just stylistic, but Start, is their platform and they're actually going to be launching two digital securities at launch. The first one, we've talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. The first one is going to be a Progmat platform from Ichigo Asset Managers and the other one, or that's about a $63 million issuance. The other one is a $24 million issuance from Kinetic's, and that is a real estate token. So there are some really cool things coming out. They're bringing two products to market at launch through quarter one. They're offering discounted fees. They're working with SMBC, Nomura, Daiwa Securities and CBOE in addition to SDX and, and SBI, excuse me, as well. And they're working with Progmat as well as Boostree for tokenization services. So they are bringing everybody involved here. SBI, obviously a huge institution to get involved. ODX finally bring a product to market. I'm pretty excited about this because STM is a member of the Japan Security Token Association. I had the pleasure to meet with the JSTA and meet with many of these member um, executives at a, a opportunity to, to talk about blockchain in Japan. When I was there just a few months ago, very exciting to see ODX bringing a public platform live. That's a
0: great choice Kyle, ODX has to make its mark. And it's certainly earned it this week by coming onto the scene. We got to start tracking them. We'll we'll make sure we get that on STM ASAP folks. And uh, I guess for maybe the final nomination, I'm gonna give it out to who I believe they have won it already this year, but um, it's gotta be S&P Global. Uh, S&P Global ratings coming up with their system for uh, stable coin analysis. I don't think that's just, uh, you know, it's just sort of fluff, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool to see it's no, these this is a major firm that has finally done the work and the research to really come out with a solution to help the rest of the industry participants understand the risks and the potential uh, concerns of using certain stable coins. We've seen stable coins take down the entire crypto ecosystem. Uh, these are very important mechanics. It's what Congress and the rest of the regulators around the world are talking about is stable coins, stable coins, stable coins and making sure you know that they're, the right systems are in place to make sure that they're safe. So something like this, this rating uh, solution can help market participants navigate you know the, the stable coins that are out there and, and feel whether they should be using them or not. I think it's again super important that they're putting this out there. So my company of the week this week, S&P Global Ratings, I think they're gonna be a critical role uh, for the years to come as we evaluate digital coins, stable coins, central bank, digital currencies, you name it, Uh, awesome, awesome stuff.
1: I could not agree more. And that is our show. This was a beefy one this week. We did not expect to have so much development, but that is just such great news. You can never complain about more adoption rather than less, and it's only going to continue into 2024. So with that, please, anybody watching, like, comment, subscribe. I know that that sounds like a platitude that we just throw out there, but there really is nothing that gets Herwig and myself more excited than when we're reached out to from somebody on LinkedIn saying, hey, really enjoy the show. Or when we see someone resharing a clip when it's their company and they get excited that they have coverage for what's going on. It's really an honor to be covering this industry, to watch all of the developments going on. If you watch the show, if you have something cool that you want us to see, send it to us on Twitter, send it to us in the comments. Go to stomarket.com news and submit it or go to stm.co and read all of our newest information, all of our new articles. Check out our prices. We cover this industry at length. You could buy the book Blockchain Explained on Amazon. However you want your security token content, you know you've got it here with STM.
0: Supporting us and sharing, would it just be a nice holiday gift to Kyle and I, but you would also single-handedly be helping spread education, adoption, and interest into tokenization. So go ahead, click that button, find somebody you know that you think would like this show. And we hope you continue to see your support every Monday moving into 2024. So with that, happy tokenizing, everyone. <music>